Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Jaguars show. I'm Justin Dunk, joined by former NFL tight end Clay Harbor. We're breaking down Jacksonville's Week 6 matchup with the Colts. Gardner Minshew returning to Duval County. Trevor Lawrence being lethal on third down. Travis Etienne Jr. shaking defenders. Josh Allen's increased attention and more. Let's get to it. 3-2 Jaguars host the 3-2 Colts at the bank on Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. Indianapolis rookie Anthony Richardson suffered an AC joint sprain in his right throwing shoulder in week five versus the Titans, and he's been placed on injured reserve. How does Jacksonville's approach change with Gardner Minshew starting at QB for Indy? You know, I think obviously it changes uh... – Anthony Richardson, just complete dual threat. Guy's a beast. You have to, you know, in in practice, you'll put a running back at the scout team quarterback just to simulate some of the runs that they're doing. And, you know, Shane Steichen has done a great job of implementing the offense to utilize Anthony Richardson's strengths. So now you got Gardner in there. Gardner can still move a little bit. He's not unathletic, but he's just a different type of athletic. He can move around the pocket. He's more of a guy that wants to throw the ball downfield and isn't going to run as much. So it's more of a typical quarterback, typical week, you know, that the, that the Jaguars have seen lately. And, and obviously I think this Colts team is a better team than, than some people realize. They're three and two. They played the Jaguars tough in the first meeting. You know, Anthony Richardson has played well, but Zach Moss, where the heck did this guy come from? Average seven and a half yards a carry last week. I mean, this guy looks like he might be even better than Jonathan Taylor. The way he's running the ball now, he's younger, he's quick, he's fresh legs. And then Michael Pittman Jr. is always a threat. It's it's going to be tough to stop him. But obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive backs are coming off a big week where they made some big plays to get that big win in London. It's interesting for Minshew because he played 23 games and started 20 for the Jags during the 2019 and 2020 seasons. And his stats yep. are pretty good, Clay. 62.9% completion percentage, threw for 5,530 yards in those games. This is what jumped out to me, though. 37 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Also ran the ball 96 times for 491 yards, 5.2 yards per carry. He was 7-13, and 13, though, in terms of the win-loss record. But this season already, he's led the Colts to a win in a game that Richardson missed. In Week 3, in overtime, Indy beat the Ravens in Baltimore 22-19. So the Jags shouldn't be slouching on this guy, right? Dude, no. Gardner Minshew is, is a, in my opinion, he's a starting quarterback. He is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Hands down, Gardner Minshew. I was in Indianapolis this preseason. I was watching some Bears camp, but I went to Indy and I watched a joint practice between the Colts and the Bears. So there for two days, competitive periods. There was obviously seven on seven. There's one on ones, but there's also a ton of offense defense. You're just playing football. And then obviously watching the preseason game, Minshew got most snaps. The ball barely hit the ground. And this guy's always been a player. He won big games for the Eagles last year. He's won games for the Colts this year. He's won games for the Jaguars. This guy knows how to play. This guy is a NFL starting quarterback, in my opinion. I think he's better at reading defenses than Anthony Richardson. 
I think he poses a different type of threat. Obviously, Anthony Richardson is going to beat you with his legs and a mix of pushing the ball down the field. Gardner Minshew is more of, you know, he can read things and get the ball out, get the ball out. Doesn't have the strongest arm, but he can move a little bit, and the guy can just get the job done. Watching him in training camp this year, the ball hardly hit the ground. He has great command of that offense. The, the players trust him. He was in competition getting a lot of number one reps this offseason. He's not a typical backup that didn't get any reps this offseason. He's played a lot with the first team. This is 1A and 1B. In my opinion, he might be more dangerous than Anthony Richardson, so this is definitely not a week off for the Jaguars. They're going to have to bring in, especially with the emergence of, of, like we talked about, of Zach Moss. And then you got Jonathan Taylor coming back. So it's going to be a tough game for the Jaguars. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates and statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action remember to use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online it's where the games start clay just a quick injury update for the jags some people might be wondering left tackle cam robinson suffered a left elbow hyperextension versus the bills will be fine according to head coach doug peterson walker little at an mri on monday he officially has an mcl sprain in his left knee in his day-to-day zay jones also had an mri on monday he's day-to-day with a right knee injury images were clear on both so that's positive news linebacker devin lloyd practiced on wednesday with a protective pad and bandage on his hand that he had to have screws put in So he could be back in the somewhat near future. And if Little doesn't go, Tyler Shatley will start at left guard. Trevor Lawrence was lethal on third down against the Bills. 9 of 10 for 114 yards and one TD on that money down per pro football focus. His only incompletion was a drop on a perfect pass to Zay Jones. Entering week five, the Jags were 29th in the NFL in third down conversion rate. How did Jacksonville improve on that critical down versus Buffalo? And can this success be carried forward? You know, I think it comes down to the run game. You know, you saw what Travis Etienne was, was able to do on the ground. I mean, it was it was very, very impressive. And when you got him breaking runs like that, it really opens up the playbook. Because now it's third and three. You can run the ball. And, you know, Doug Peterson has an affinity to go for the ball, go for the, go for the first down on fourth down. So Travis Etienne running the ball way he did had to had the playbook completely open so now you know they had to the bills had to make sure they played the run as well as the pass instead of just focusing on the pass and a a down such as third and three third and four and i think this week will be more of the same the colts are i think they're they're what they're 30th in the league in against the run you know, they're not a team that that can stop the run. No, not against the run and, and yardage allowed. They're 30th in the league. This team gives up yards. I think the Jaguars defense is is, is going to have to obviously stop the Colts offense. But I think the Jaguars offense has an opportunity here to really take control of this game early because this defense shouldn't be able to stop them. OK, you got Calvin Ridley. 
you know, breaking out of his slump, knocking off that rust. You got you got Christian Kirk coming off of you know a couple of uh, nice weeks. Hopefully Zay Jones can get back. If he's not able to play, that's fine. Evan Ingram's looking good, and Travis Etienne keeps getting better and stronger as the season goes on. I like where the offense is. They keep pounding the run game. It's going to open everything up for the pass. You you clean up a couple of those drops, like you mentioned. Zay Jones drop on the sidelines. I think he was just surprised how good of a ball that was. Like the fact that Trevor snuck that in on the sidelines, toe tap, you got to make the play. But I think Zay Jones, he's he's got the career, he's a career leading in NCAA receptions in history. The most catches ever. This guy can catch the football and he's going to get better at that. The Jags went from 29th in the NFL on third down entering week five to now 21st. Ridley, as you mentioned, had a big hand in that, especially that third and four late in the fourth quarter, that dime that Lawrence threw for 32 yards to set up Etienne Jr.'s game-clinching touchdown. And you also mentioned Travis Etienne Jr. there. Leads the NFL with 27 missed tackles forced, according to Pro Football Focus. Why has number one been so difficult for opponents to tackle this season? Yeah, 26 carries for 136 yards, 5.2 yards per carry. And, uh, I mean, this guy's this guy's just been good. I mean, it's really impressive. And to go back to my previous stat that I said that the Colts have yielded 382 yards, which ranks 28th, not 30th, but 28th in the league as far as yards per game given up on defense. But, you know, a lot. it's funny with ETN because the offensive line hasn't looked great. I think they've done an okay job, but a lot of it is ETN – just breaking tackles and he's not that big of a guy, you know, he's like kind of slender. He's strong, but he's breaking tackles. He's got that speed that you can get to the second level and, and hit that home run. He's not the guy that I think is going to get you six, seven yards of pop. He's, he's going to get you four, but then he's going to get you 40. Cause you saw that play that he busted for the touchdown late in the game, 40 yards. That should have been a four or five yard play. ETN breaks it, scores a touchdown. You know, that's one of the reasons you win the game right there. I mean, he's just an incredible runner. And obviously, you go back. I used to watch him in Clemson. The guy can just break tackles, and he's got great vision. You know, him and Trevor Lawrence being teammates for so long, they trust each other. You see him as well in the run game, in the pass game. That opens things up as well. Defense got to count for him in the in the pass game too, so that makes things more difficult even, you know, for the run game there. ETN Jr. as well. 308 yards after contact. That's second in the NFL versus yeah. Christian McCaffrey with 357. So how's this guy able to keep his balance so well after contact? I think it just goes to low, you know, lower body strength. You know, he's a guy that obviously has some natural talent ability, but you hear everybody talk about him. He's a hard worker. You know, he's making sure that he's he's getting strong in the offseason. He's putting in that work, and he just has great balance and vision, and he, he can just get low. I feel like he can get lower than most humans should be able to do and, and still run at the, the level he's running. I mean, it, it's really impressive what he's able to do there. But, I mean, his skill set is special, and the Jaguars are going to keep allowing him to use it. ETN Jr. also top five in the NFL in rushing yards through five weeks, 95 carries for 396 and three total touchdowns. On the defensive side, edge rusher Josh Allen was double teamed, chipped, and had protection sliding his way against Buffalo. With increased attention on Allen, and yes, he's been really good, how important is it for Trayvon Walker to crank it up in terms of pass rushing? You know, I, you know, people, and I'm one of them, I'm guilty of it. You know, we keep on saying, Hey, did the, did the Jaguars make the wrong move with, 
you know, not getting Aiden Hutchinson over Trayvon Walker. And, you know, yes and no. Trayvon Walker just isn't a big-time pass rusher. You know, stop expecting this guy to, to be a pass rusher. If that's what the Jaguars wanted when they drafted Trayvon Walker was a pass rusher, they they messed up. Aiden Hutchinson is a much better pass rusher. But Walker is big and physical, stout against the run. He, he does a lot of things well, but he will never be a double-digit sack guy unless he does something, unless he improves vastly. And obviously, he's still a young kid. I think he's 22 years old. You know, like J- Justin was living at home in his mom's basement when he was 22. <laughs> like, this guy's playing in the NFL, getting critiqued by, you know, a washed-up guy right here. But Trayvon Walker, solid player, not a pass rusher. I don't see him g- getting any pass rush. And if, if you want more pass rush, for the Jaguars, aside from Josh Allen, obviously to free him up, to stop him from the line sliding his way, to getting those chips, getting the double teams, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to blitz. And I think some of your linebackers, Foye Luikin, I think when Devin Lloyd is healthy, he can blitz. Chad Muma, he can blitz. These guys are a solid group of linebackers that can blitz. And even like some of these defensive backs, Rayshon Jenkins, they can play in the box. They can get some blitzes there. But you're not going to be able to just sit back with your front four and get pressure. You had the chance to maybe grab another pass rusher in the offseason. You didn't do that. This is what you're stuck with. Trayvon Walker is not a pass rusher. Josh Allen is your only hope to get sacks without bringing pressure. Dewan Smoot practiced last week in London. If everything goes well, there's a chance that he could make this football game, according to Peterson. Could he boost the pass rush? Yeah, if, if Smoot comes back and, and he's healthy and if he's practicing, you know, right now, I think in a few weeks he should be back to, you know, game shape. You know, practice is the way they do it in Jacksonville with Doug. It simulates a game. So if he's playing there, he's, you know, he's playing at a high level, I think Smoot will bring, you know, a little bit of juice. Like he's not a big time, you know, 10 to 15 sack guy, but he can get some pressure. He's a guy that can play inside, outside, and he can be a mismatch problem, and they won't be able to just key on on Josh Allen when Smoot's out there. Obviously, like I said, not a game-breaker, but he's a solid player that can get sacked. So when he comes back, I will say he will definitely bring a boost to that, that front line up there and be able to get some more pressure on these opposing quarterbacks. Smoot had 21 tackles, five sacks last year in 15 games before his injuries got 22 and a half sacks over the past four seasons in the NFL. I'm curious, Clay, did the Jaguars being over in London and you've experienced this, that 10 day trip, can it help them come together and be a closer knit team and actually help them in the win column for the rest of the season? I think those times are important. You know, a lot of teams, it brings you closer. You have nothing to do but hang out with your boys. You know, I've been out in London. You know, I've been there on those trips. And my trips, the longest trips, I think, were six days. But they're staying out seven days, ten days, whatever they stayed. You're going to build some camaraderie. You're going to get closer with your team. I think that's special. Coaches, coaches including. Coaches staying with their coaches, coaches meeting with the players, players and players, everybody just forming this bond around the organization. And I think that helps. It helps with chemistry on and off the field. So I think that's something that's a good thing. And, you know, the guys going to dinner together, they'll probably go out in their off days. They're going to hit some golf together. They're going to go sightseeing together. They're going to see a lot of things together. So it's something special that will bring this team even closer together. So I like the fact 
that they're able to spend the time together. But on the flip side of that, they were out there so long, they got used to the London time. They're on London time now. So now you're getting back to Jacksonville, which I think is a five-hour difference in the time zone, maybe six. I'm, you know, I'm not 100% sure there, but I, you know, I've been to uh, London and Europe this, you know, this uh, this year, and I'm pretty sure it's five for the East Coast, six for the for the Midwest. So that in lies a problem. Okay, now you get back on Sunday night, you're a little bit off. So Monday you go in, you have an off day. You know, maybe you can come in and work out, but Tuesday. You know, you're getting back to getting your game plan. You know, then Wednesday, you're back at work. That's when you put in your base game plan. Wednesday, you got your base game plan, your your tough practice. Thursday, you're putting in your third down. Friday, you're putting in your red zone. So can they recover from this jet lag? And, and you know, it's, they're going to be a little bit tired. So I think they're going to have to have a plan. You know, maybe Doug reels it back a little bit doesn't practice as hard this week. Obviously, you got to get your work in. You got to turn up the mental focus. Maybe you turn back the physical work a little bit to get them recovered from this long trip. Man, those are the reasons why I love doing this podcast with you because you have that unique insight of what it was like to be a player. And especially under Doug Peterson, you know how he's going to operate. I got to ask you, though, man, does the Claymaker golf? The Claymaker, unfortunately, does not golf, Justin. Justin, I am a, I'm an athlete. You know, I don't like to brag or anything, but in high school, I was three <laughs> sports all state. I know you don't have states Woo! up there in Canada, but <laughs> whatever you call that vast wilderness, you know, you, you guys, you know, staying in those, whatever you call those. We got uh, provinces up here. Provinces. provinces, yeah. You know, all I was three sports all state, basketball, football, and track. But unfortunately, golf is not one of my – one of my talents, so to speak. Yeah, it looks like he could probably hit a ball pretty far. I never know where it's going, man. The, the distance isn't the problem. It's just the it's right size, wrong shape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get back to some football. The Colts have lost seven straight games in Jacksonville. What's that like when you're a player on the losing side of a streak going into a place that has been a house of horrors for Indy in this case for a long time. Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's, it's a place that they struggle to play, you know, as of late and it's, you know, for them, I think coming back with Gardner, there's a little bit of a revenge factor with Gardner. I think we've talked about it, but you always want to go back to a team, you know, a team that kind of gave Gardner the reins and then gave up on them. You know, they went a different direction. So Gardner's going to want to get his revenge. You know, he's played there before and they, they've struggled here. But at the end of the day, you know, Jacksonville isn't the, the loudest place. You know, it's going to be hot, but it's not going to be the hottest place you play. You know, there's, you know, it's you got some things that you have to account for. But overall, it just comes down to execution. You're going on the trip. You're going into Jacksonville. You're in an away game. And you got to execute for whatever reason. They haven't been able to do that in Jacksonville. And even when the Jacks, Jags were winning three, four, five games a year. I mean, you look back two years ago when in Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, the Jaguars knocked the Colts out the playoffs. All they had to do is beat the Jaguars, like two or three wins. They couldn't do it. The Jags won. This team, for some reason, struggles to beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Let's get you out on this, Clay prediction for how the game is going to play out and ultimately your winning pick you know i think i'm in the the minority on this i think the spread's like six or seven 
But uh, I think it's going to be game's going to go right down to the wire. I really like Gardner Minshew. I cannot stress that enough. He is a starting quarterback in this league. He won game at the Philadelphia Eagles. This guy won game at the Jaguars. He is a starting quarterback. I take the Jaguars. It's going to be a back-and-forth game. The Jags make enough plays on defense. Trevor Lawrence has a big game on offense against this defense. It's not great. But I'm taking the Jaguars by three in a game that, that goes all 60 minutes. Claymaker giving out a spread pick. That's what we do. We're here for yeah. the people, man. <laughs> Absolutely. That does it for this edition of the Believe in Jaguars show presented by Bet in Line. Be sure to tune in to our next episode. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.